G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, we've been spending a little bit of time recently talking about the Apostle Paul. And Reg Piper, back with us again today, the author of a new book out that's called The Life and Labours of Paul. And Reg, back with us because there's so much to talk about when it comes to the Apostle Paul. Hello, Reg Piper. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you again. Reg, I wanted to ask you about the Apostle Paul as one of the most exciting characters in history, certainly one of the most exciting action-packed lives of the whole Bible, and many of his writings, 13 of those letters in all, make up most of the New Testament. But his life was certainly not without event from his uh, time of conversion there on the Damascus Road his encounter with Christ, and through all of the times of persecution and even shipwreck. But let's not talk about that straight away. Let's talk about the fact that a life in Christ can be very exciting, and the Apostle Paul is our example of that. He said on one occasion, if I am beside myself, it is for Christ. If I am in my right mind, it is for you. And I think that that dominated the whole of his life. It, it, he, he kept on saying things like, rejoice in the Lord. That is, not rejoice in the fact that he's in prison, uh, where he wrote that, but those particular words. Uh, it, 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 was a, it was a life taken up uh, in Christ. Uh, and he said on another occasion that he desperately wanted to know the, 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 the fellowship of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, that if by any means he might uh, attain to the life beyond. So that, so there was that um, almost desperation to know Christ better, uh, irrespective of what that, what that cost him. And there were, were times, like when he was in Ephesus, he said he despaired even of life itself. You know? So yeah, it certainly wasn't dull. Not dull at all, and interestingly, uh, suffered greatly. Do you reflect on the fact that in those things that I'm talking about as being exciting and adventurous uh, were actually uh, times and events of often tremendous suffering? Yes, I do. And I, and I sometimes think we miss that. Uh, often when we talk about, you know, uh, uh, having the spirit, we tend to think in terms of, uh, I'm not being unkind here, but prosperity and things like that. And there are terrific times of elation. In fact, Paul says he was caught up into the seventh heaven in the body or out of the body he did not know. Uh, But at the same time, uh, he, he said, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich. So there was this great, I don't know, sort of up and down in Christ by the Spirit, which sometimes caused great elation and then other times great sorrow. 
but always joy in the sorrow. Interestingly, that we can look at the story and see the grand adventure unfold, but he didn't know things were going that way. He was guided by the Holy Spirit, and an example for us in the way that he was guided, how do you think of the way that the Apostle Paul was guided by the Holy Spirit? Well, it would be really nice to have been able to speak with Paul, I tell you, because he wanted to go up into Bithynia, the Spirit of Jesus wouldn't let him. He wanted to go down to Ephesus, uh, the Spirit of Christ would not let him. Uh, He then went across to Troas, And then he had this man from Macedonia in a vision saying, come across and help us. And I thought to myself, that's extraordinary stuff. How did he know the man was from Macedonia? Was Luke a Macedonian? Was he the one who... uh, You know, those sorts of things that sometimes, I suppose every now and again, you just do have that, uh, what shall I say, impression or compulsion that you ought to do this sort of thing or not do this sort of thing. Now, is that how it happened or was there a word of prophecy? We don't really know, but whatever the case is, he certainly was very much looking for the Spirit's direction and leading and guiding. How much for us today as Christian believers ought we be relying on the Apostle Paul and the way that he was led by the Holy Spirit? Well, I, I, there's a really interesting thing in Acts 20. What he, what he does is he says, I must go to Jerusalem. He says that two or three times in the Acts of the Apostles uh, because he is empowered by the Spirit or led by the Spirit or whatever, you want to, whatever words you want to use. And yet, when he gets to Tyre, some prophets come and say to him, and they're Christian people, uh, don't go to Jerusalem by the Spirit. And then you think to yourself, now wait a minute, the Spirit can't be saying opposite things here. What, what is really happening? And he ends up by saying, look, stop weeping and breaking my heart. I'm ready to die and to go to Jerusalem. So I then say to myself, how was... Well, one thing I know is you've got to be responsible for your own life. And, and, and so you've got to make the decision of whether you will take advice from others, whether it's Spirit-led or not Spirit-led because I have to face God on the day of judgment by myself for my life. So I think that. I also have a little theory that maybe when he writes in Romans, he called himself a priest offering up the Gentiles to God. And then when he does go to Jerusalem, what he does is he actually takes with him a collection and he takes with him some Gentiles and he takes them on the day of Pentecost, which is, the, which, which is for the offering of the first fruits. And I think, I wonder if that bigger picture of the Bible, interpreted by the Spirit in Paul and his, his, uh, what, the way he's thinking, has brought him to that compulsion where he will say no to other people who say that they're led by the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit, when we hear of Paul, uh, words of prophecy, uh, the idea of being sent, uh, laying on of hands, uh, dreaming dreams, uh, having visions, being called, uh, even the appearance of angels, 
as in the time of uh, the shipwreck. Yeah. Uh, these sorts of things, uh, are these the sorts of things that ought to accompany the ordinary Christian life? I don't think I'd put the word ought in. I think what I'd say is, if they happen, take note. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> because again, see, even Paul himself, um, on, one, on some occasions, he heals people. However, he left Trophimus ill. Now, and I thought, why didn't he heal him? What, what, what was the? What, what's going on there? You know what? What? So I think it's within the sovereign purposes of God, and I think Paul understood this. It was within the sovereign purposes of God that he would be led, and in fact, he's told that, uh, isn't he? And he's t- he's told that uh, he, he is to testify. Uh, to the seeing of Jesus and hearing of Jesus and so on. And it won't just be on the Damascus Road. There will be other times when he'll give witness to that as well. And well of course, that, I don't think that's everybody's experience, but, yeah, who knows? How much expectation do you think that Paul had that God would fulfill his desire to go to Rome to the point where he could go through so many uh, dreadful experiences, including the shipwreck, and know with confidence that God was going to preserve him to get him to Rome. Uh, do you do you reflect on those sorts of things? Well, there was a word. Uh, he had a word from the Lord that he would not die at this point. He would go to Rome. So, you know, if you have that word, well, maybe you can be pretty clear, can't you? I guess that word brings hope, doesn't it, and connects us with something higher than ourselves that gives us the confidence to be able to push yeah. through whatever pain barrier there might be. Yeah. I think, as I say, those areas that they were the, they, they, Paul had those experiences, it, it did not seem that all of them, all the apostles had those experiences. I don't know. So I, I go in, in, in that direction where I say, okay, if, that, if I have that sort of experience, listen to it, okay? Not necessarily do it, because you can also have oh, words of Scripture at the wrong time, like the devil with Jesus, jump, go on, jump off the parapet of the temple, you know. So I think I, I, I have to be like Paul, saying I am responsible for my life before God and it may be that I will judge that from the spirit it may be from the word it may be from other people's advice trying to understand where God wants me to go so it really is I am very responsible under God I think Reg, reflect for us just for a moment. The Apostle Paul did make it to Rome. We don't yeah. know that he pressed on to make it eventually to Spain. Uh, eventually, he lost his life to martyrdom. Yeah. Do you think that he anticipated having been jailed and uh, wanting to actually stand before Caesar that he might one day uh, lose his life for his faith? Do you think he anticipated that might happen? last letter i fought the good fight i've i've run the race uh, so and he was certainly looking forward to martyrdom at that point and to timothy so he was certainly you know he 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 could see that that was going to happen then 
Now, whether, again, you don't know how precisely he thought, because when he talked, see, when he wrote the Philippians, he was in jail, and this is in, in that two-year period, the first, first imprisonment. Um, he talked about how he felt that because the Philippians needed him, he would not die at that point, and therefore he would be able to uh, see them again and minister to them again. So and I think that's a very unusual thing to be able to say, you know, because of the gospel, this is the way it looks it's going to happen. Um, and I think that that's probably the measure. I, I think if you want to try and work out those things, I think you say to yourself, well, where do I fit into God's great plan of bringing the gospel to the whole world and summing up everything in Christ? And I think this, the more clearly you can see that, well, perhaps the more certain you can be about certain things in the future. Ridge, you're retired now, and as we reflect on the Apostle Paul in later years, failing eyesight, uh, perhaps uh, the sorts of aches and pains that so many people feel when they do hit their older years, is there a message, do you think, from the Apostle Paul about pursuing the goals that you have been uh, that have been revealed into your heart, uh, even pushing through whatever setbacks you might have that seem to be slowing you down. Yes, I say, keep on saying, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Uh, there was a uh, one of my bishops, Ken Short, uh, in his last hours. I can remember his saying, someone asking him how he felt. He said. The future has never looked better, and I and he died, and that was just exact. That's what, exactly what he meant. He could hardly wait to get there. On the one hand, but while we while while there is time, let us work, let us live for Christ, uh, let us speak for Christ. Let's let's keep doing it. The va- and I'll tell you the value of old age. If if that happens to be your issue. Uh, you can get away with anything if you're old. <laughs> and I, so I try getting away with all sorts of things. I, uh, and, you know, they say, oh, well, he's old. But at least it's heard, you know. Yep. So I say take advantage of every situation in life. <laughs> Well, let me point people to the book. It is a new book. It's called The Life and Labours of Paul. It's a 40-segment devotional book. The author is Reg Piper. Reg has been our guest. He is bishop in the Anglican Church, connected with St. Michael's Cathedral in Wollongong, a former rector of the Holy Trinity in Adelaide. And I'm sure listeners getting a hold of your book will be encouraged and uh, they'll find it a great read. A 40-segment devotional book. And you can get a hold of it through the CEP store or good Christian bookstores. Reg Piper, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thank you for your kindness. All the best. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.